Manhattan. This is a new way. It's a new day. This is the way we want to go, man. Hi, Papa. Okay, thank you. Is, is, that, is that more appropriate in your mind? It's going off the rails. There's insanity in the control room. Hey! Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Living in dingy motels in strange places trying to learn uh, new things. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! From Studio C. So, 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 C, senor. You know, we broadcast from a dimly lit room. We like it dark in here, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, surrounded by moats and guard dogs and razor wire. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Nancy Pelosi, who I find out of order. You are out of order, madam. The whole house is out of order. Speaking of guard dogs, I've got a uh, quite amazing and maybe difficult for some people listen to listen to story about uh, the world of uh, pet ownership. Oh, no. And dogs. Is it troubling? I don't know. Well, it's yeah, it's troubling on a number of levels. Oh, you want boy. troubling? Uh, no. No. Thanks for asking. Did anybody... I en- came in troubled. Did anybody enjoy last night's full yellow buck moon? <sighs> it was a full yellow buck moon. You and your dang novelty moons. (laughs) How did I live my entire life looking at that shiny thing in the sky and not hear about the red blood wolf moon and the (laughs) yellow buck moon? Is that yellow full buck moon? Full yellow full buck moon. Yes. Yes. I'm Buck Moon with weather. (laughs) Full Buck Moon was my uh, name during my brief uh, career in adult films. Wow. How did that work for you? It was brief. It was brief. Sometimes the, the most important thing you can do is realize what you're not good at. So you move on with your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Move on to things that you can excel at. Yeah, the directors were not pleased with me. So what happened to Nancy yesterday? She got uh, told she couldn't talk anymore for the day, for so she broke some sort of rule or something. Well, we'll go over the full parliamentary regulations, Jack, later in yes. the show. But essentially, you can't impugn somebody on the House floor. You can't just say... That person's an ass or a or a racist in this specific instance, or or you can't just say somebody's a bad person. Keeping in mind that she's doing exactly the same thing Trump did. It's not like she didn't know or whatever. She did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh, knowing that if she got this sort of rebuke, it would make national news in the same way that he said something over the top, it would get all kinds of attention. Right. And, and she said something over the top that would get lots of attention, and it will really signal, look, I'm fighting so hard. I got in trouble in my own house where I'm the boss. Right. That's, that's how, how much I care. That's how hard I'm fighting. Well, right. And it's like the uh, the various cabinet officials or, or behind-the-scenes advisors being uh, cited for contempt of Congress. A gesture which has, well, it's like uh, world's greatest dad t-shirts. I mean, it has the impact <laughs> of getting a world's greatest dad t-shirt, honestly. So, yeah, everybody's into the big symbolism and the headlines. But anyway, so Nancy called the president a racist on the floor and Several people objected, and we've got some tape, and we'll tell you the story. They but passed a rule in 1984 that you could not call the president a racist on the House floor. What an interesting rule. That's an odd rule. Yeah. Anyway, she did. Of course she knows that. She was like 50 in 1984. So. <laughs> um, Why the age shot right there? Where'd that come from? 
Well, she's been around. She knows the rules. But that was on purpose to get, you know, that's that's what everybody's doing now. It's just, it's the thing. To cut through, you got to be so over the top right. and inflammatory. The age of hyperbole. Man, and, you know, you just wonder if, if well, I know I'm tuning out. Does everybody tune out at some point just doesn't hear anybody? Oh, yeah, I just I hardly even gets my attention. Yeah, which is bad news, I'm certain. Well, and it's absolutely bad news if you're a person who is troubled by racism. Now everything is racism yeah, all the time. That, that's true also. I mean, uh, three days ago, Nancy Pelosi was the racist. Now it's Trump. Now uh, just everything. If, if you're the least bit rude and there's anybody who's, who's of anything other than white Anglo-Saxon Protestant heritage involved, you're a racist immediately. I mean, you don't hold the door open for some light-skinned Hispanic woman. All of a sudden, you're a racist. So nobody cares anymore. By the way, I just heard a news story where a noose was found on the Stanford campus. Yes. It's being investigated as yes. a possible hate crime. How often do these nooses on college campuses ever turn out to be some sort of white supremacy group? I, I can practically guarantee you, having heard nothing else, it's fake. I don't remember it's the a last social time, justice warrior. I don't remember the last time it ever turned out to be the former rather than the latter. I don't remember the last time that even happened. Right, right. It's it's so well. Anyway, we'll be investigating that as a hate crime. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There is board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. They say, I think on this show we talked about this a long time ago, it takes about three weeks to form a habit, to, to mm, get something yeah. down. Good habit or bad habit, yeah. So I'm trying, I know this is one of my biggest weaknesses, is I have to pick up after myself. I mean, I, I just, I have a bad habit of just leaving stuff behind, leaving you my clothes and my on oldest, the floor. You and my oldest son. And it's just, Why are those socks there? Why are those socks there? Is my question. <laughs> All I can say is, on behalf of myself and your son, I think we're just absent-minded. I just, I just don't think about it. Yeah, I, I've, I've come to accept to a certain extent. Like with my son, it's, it's just part of built into his DNA. You still have to work to overcome it, but it's, it's definitely some sort of built-in thing. Like you're, you're saying with you. Yeah. It's just like I. It is. Im, it would be impossible for me. I'm, I'm not sure I could do it at gunpoint. Take off my socks and just throw them on the floor randomly. No. I, I'm not sure I could do it if you put a gun to my head. It's just not something I'm built to do. Yeah, it's funny. The very idea of it was making me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. It's they like, go uh, over there. They uh, go, go over, put them there. Why would I do yeah, that? There there's, a, there's a hamper or, or a washing machine or whatever. It's just, ah, or where I keep dirty clothes, but just throw them on the floor in front of the couch because that's where I'm sitting? No, that would never happen. Whereas for, like, you and my son, right. that's just very comfortable. You absentmindedly do it. You don't even think of it. I so don't if even think about it. If yeah. you're watching TV and you find your feet are overly warm, and you peel off your socks, you would, like, immediately at that moment put them where they ought to be? I would or would you wait till you got up? I would never do that to start with. Oh, what? But What, uh, are you a never nude? If I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You always expect your feet to be closed? I put on my socks about an hour ago. I will take them off right before I get in the shower tonight. That sounds torturous. That's the way I do every day oh, of my no. life and have for I, decades. Wow. I never want to wear socks again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live barefoot like people were designed to in the fields with the flowers. But anyway, if I did have to take them off, yes, I would put them where dirty clothes go. There's no way I could leave them on the floor. I get home from work, I practically disrobe like an NBA player checking into a game. <laughs> Everything's just tear away, and I'm, right. I'm hoping there's an equipment guy ready to pick it up right. behind me. <laughs> My youngest son, who can't wear clothes for all kinds of different uh, medical reasons, um, mental reasons, but yeah, he strips. If he can get on clothes when we go somewhere, the second we're in the door, sometimes in the car, he strips clear down to his underwear. That's <laughs> 
Okay, now I'm comfortable. <laughs> we, we could hang out, <laughs> me and Henry. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I found this interesting little tidbit from uh, the Amazon Prime Day promotion festivities that happened. They were offering shoppers $10 in credit if they let the company track the websites they visit via new installations of its quote-unquote Amazon Assistant. The company would then use that data gathered uh, to improve unrelated services, such as marketing and product offering. And as this uh, clever writer put, put it, given the secret micro satellites that I assume can look into my apartment through my people, sure, I'll take the 10 bucks. Um, but I feel like this is going to be uh, kind of a forward trend where the companies are going to do the math, figure out how much is this marketing data worth to us, pay us like 15% less than that, and say, hey... If if we give you if we give you a little chump change, can we can we look into your stuff? Mm. And I think that's going to be where the the next edging of of this uh, blurring the lines of privacy goes. Interesting. And what per, so they can get everybody off their back? Yes. And I wonder what percentage of people will say, "Yeah, I'll pay, or I'll save ten, fifteen bucks." Sure. You can have all my privacy. I'm guessing like practically everybody because it will no longer be the hey they they click the I agree box. It's like yeah. no, we are physically paying you. Yeah, that's right? interesting. We should talk about that more later. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Profit and data sharing, eh? All wrapped up into one package. I like that. It is a special celebrity birthday today. This is a mess. (laughs) Yes. Oh, great. Uh, David Hasselhoff. Yes. Baywatch and Knight Rider star David Hasselhoff turning 67 today. And German rock star. I was going to put that in after Sorry. Well. And German rock star. Nazi uh, Germany. No, no, not not regular. Modern modern Germany, Michael. I'm sorry. The Hoff's net worth right now, about $10 million. Yeah. $10 million. Did he ever get off that floor with that cheeseburger? I took him a while, He's down there still. We should replay that whole video (laughs) for uh, for his birthday. Wow. Why? What a tribute. It was so entertaining. (laughs) Wow. This is a mess. This is a mess. He's laying on the floor with a cheeseburger. Shirtless. He's trying to eat a cheeseburger laying on the floor because he's too drunk to, like, even sit. And wasn't his daughter pleading with him? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the sad part of the story. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This is a mess. Yes, it is, sir. Uh, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, July 17th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. A bunch of grapes were recently sold for $11,000 at a Japanese auction, also at Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh, Washington Post survey shows majority of Mexicans turning against the Central American caravans. Because of racism. We got Speaker Pelosi. They're afraid of brown people. Exactly. It's the other. They're white supremexicanists. We got Speaker Pelosi's attack on Trump. White supremexicanists. Let me get back to you. Hmm? Pelosi's comment setting off a battle in the House and Congress has directed the Pentagon to investigate military plans to turn bugs into biological weapons. Great, Scott. Fantastic. White You're still working on it. <laughs> Dang it, I thought I had. How yeah. does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. If you'd like to get in under the wire, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Boy, we've already touched on a bunch of stories that deserve uh, being uh, delved into further. Yes. Hope you can stay around for all that. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. As to the stripping off your clothes as soon as you get home, which I do not do, but apparently is the lifestyle of some. Flip-flops and soccer shorts the rest of my life if I could get away with it. This texter, a la Henry, my son, our family motto is home is where the pants aren't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Uh, 415-295-KFTC is the text number if you want to get in touch. And as mentioned previously, you'd like to drop us an email with an opinion or... Or uh, a story we ought to be covering. Y'all are great at that. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag, Michael. Does none of the media get that Nancy did that on purpose? No. Or or it's like we were talking about yesterday. With the, what was the idiot? Oh, this is the storming Area 51 story. If you admit the emperor has no clothes... If you say all this is meaningless gesturing, it's just the virtue signaling and the rest of it, then what are you going to put on the news and act like it's super important about? She did this to get us to mention it to seem like she lost her temper. She was so enraged. Right. Right. But uh, we're not falling falling for it. So (laughs) let's watch some more footage of the moon landing. Uh, Let's see. Yesterday, Jack, we were discussing the fact that nobody remembers the big scandal that we're all supposed to be just breathlessly excited or horrified by. Uh, you don't even remember it two weeks down the line because several more happened. And you said, you know, like, what were we talking about a year ago? What was the big scandal? Well, Al DePainter writes, uh, homework assignment accepted, Jack. Uh, J- July 17th, 2018 was David Hasselhoff's birthday. Thank you, Marshall. All right. If anyone cares, uh, uh, Arnold made an inauspicious appearance. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, but the day you talked about that day, it was the day you talked about the Trump-Putin meeting where Trump called Putin's denial strong and powerful. Even Mike Lyons questioned whether this would be something that Trump could overcome. Right. Seems like he did. The fun part was that Jack said almost the same words a year ago that he said yesterday. Will anyone remember these stories a few days from now? No, my friend. No. Carry on. Signed, right. Al that, the Painter. That was a giant scandal. Right. And, and for we, a couple of days. we also found what Trump said yeah. objectionable. Yeah, well, and I still find it objectionable, but it disappeared into the ether, and you barely remember it happened. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, hi, Jack Joe, writes Mike. I love the newly coined phrase you invented to describe the freshman congresswomen, the Jihad Squad. Great job. It may have real staying power. Just in case you feel the need to distance yourself from this potentially career-ending verbal assault, (laughs) (coughs) and and it is, Mike, uh, feel free to use mine. The four whores of the apocalypse. No, 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 no Mike. No, 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 no. no, no I no, condemn no. that. Yeah. No, number one. That, that's number no one. None of them has shown the slightest sign that they are a sex worker. It's 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 sexist. It's misogynist. I'm it's, not comfortable with that on any level. No, it's it's no. Indeed, I don't know proof of that at all. It's it's a decent play on words, but that doesn't make it right. I don't know who I saw the other day. They say Hitler was good with a pun, but that doesn't. You know. Do they say that? Yes, I've heard it. <laughs> I, I saw somebody the other day talking about, can we get away from the, the personal stuff with everybody and get to issues? Do you like this issue that they are putting out? Right. And I, just, I just don't know if that's possible. I don't think politicians want that. I think it's much easier to run on, 
Uh, well, as they used to say in high school, it's just a popularity contest or middle school. I think it's much easier to run on personality than issues. Issues are complicated. You have to explain them. And sometimes what's good for people is a little hard to take in the beginning. So, yeah, it's much better to run on personalities. Uh, boy, I really want to get to uh, to more of this. We don't have much time. Um, uh, Tony T., frequent critic, writes, so you're going to spend the morning defending racism. You're better than that. All Tony, right. you're better than that, please. I know you're capable of, of comprehending nuance, so that was that was beneath you. That was just dumb. Uh, let's see. Ah, if necessary to continue calling those ladies a squad, writes Elise, I prefer propose calling them instead a squab. The squab, a young pigeon, can't stand on its own, characteristically bobs their heads when walking. Their only redeeming value is that their poo is an essential ingredient in whiteout. Pigeon poo is an ingredient in whiteout? I gotta verify. It's the only reason I I, I read this. Well, I, I read it because I like Elise and it's reasonably clever. But who knew? Pigeon poo. So does the Whiteout Corporation have giant, you know, warehouses full of pigeons that they squeeze or what? Is that true? I don't know. That's a hell of a I'm, claim. I'm, I'm Elise skeptical. is a woman of sky science. Science. I believe the sea is silent. I've, uh, I've got Time's list. Time is a magazine they print on the w- internet. The 25 most influential people on the internet and uh, where AOC fits is uh, fairly prominent. Oh, fit, boy. Fitting into the whole story. Oh, Marshall's boy. News on the way. Some pretty interesting stories actually worth talking about with Marsha Phillips. Mexicans are getting fed up with the flood of migrants moving through their country from Central America. Now, according to a survey by the Washington Post and Mexico's Reforma newspaper, more than six in ten Mexicans say migrants are a burden on their country, taking jobs and benefits that should belong to the Mexican people. Well, that's hilarious because the very words you used, you say that phrase in the United States, and I guarantee you you're going to be called a racist. They're taking jobs from us, and they're a burden on our society. You're anti-immigrant. I'd like to thank David, my new ghostwriter, for helping me out with the term white supremexicist. That's what they are. They're supremexicists, apparently. Racists in Mexico. Because that is the only reason anybody ever wants to enforce border laws and immigration laws because of racism, according to the soft-headed ninnies of the left. Well, some of the people that have been throwing that around for years knew it was fake. But a lot of people believed it. A lot of people believe uh, the reason you're bothered by illegal immigration and all this is you're racist. No, they're the other. It turns out you just don't want people from foreign lands showing up in your country and draining your town's resources. Right. Right. Turns out. 55% majority of those asked support deporting the migrants who are traveling through Mexico to the United States. Deporting? Oh, my God. Wouldn't you have to have some sort of agency, kind of like what ICE is, to go around and get those people and then kick them out of the country? And in between apprehending them and kicking them out, you'd have to put them somewhere, which we would then call concentration camps. Oh, no. I tell you, where are the adults? Seriously, now. I want an ID check. (laughs) There ain't a people on Earth that want a whole crowd of humans from some other country to just come streaming through their country. Right. Nowhere on Earth wants that. Right. Now, a healthy flow of immigrants. Let's discuss the number. 
It's good economically. It makes the place more interesting and more perspectives and yummy, yummy ethnic foods. I'm in favor of all that but stuff. That's Let's diff- agree on the number. But it's as, that's as different from what we're talking about as a cat from a truck. What? I mean, it's just not even in the same. I don't even uh, understand the old how. cat truck paradox. I don't understand how it gets lumped in the same <laughs> They both show about the same amount of affection towards its owner. Wow. Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good. fine anti-cat that's shot. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sean, the cat owner. Um, <laughs> I don't actually own a cat. All right. All whatever. Right. <laughs> The House is condemning President Trump's attacks on four minority Democratic Congresswomen. The resolution they passed says Trump's comments were racist. The vote was largely along party lines. Four Republicans did join Democrats in voting for the resolution. Now, during the debate on all this, Speaker Nancy Pelosi stirred the pot when she said, These comments from the White House are disgraceful and disgusting, and these comments are racist. How shameful to hear him continue to defend those offensive words, words that we have all heard him repeat, not only about our members, but about countless others. Georgia Republican Doug Collins issued a parliamentary challenge to Pelosi's remarks. I was just going to give the General Speaker of the House if she would like to rephrase that comment. I have cleared my remarks as a parliamentarian before I read them. And take it. Can I ask the words be taken down? I make a point of order the gentlewoman's words are unparliamentary and ready to be taken down. Collins saying her remarks violated the rules of decorum in yeah. the House. The Democratic led House rejected yeah, Collins' challenge on a party line vote. Well, and here's where it turned really weird. So that fracas begins, and, uh, and, and they're trying to decide. Well, uh, Emmanuel Cleaver was the chair, serving as the chair at that point. He's a Democrat from Missouri. After a lengthy huddle, he says, I'm trying to make a fair ruling, I, I, but nobody's cooperating. I, I think uh, Pelosi's being singled out. Then he simply declared, and I quote, I abandoned the chair and left. Yes. Which, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure that's a thing. I didn't know that was an option. No. I'm going to do that right now. He said to hell with it and just left. <laughs> North Carolina Republican uh, G.K. Butterfield, who's probably got the best name in the House, also a Democrat. I'm sorry, he's a rep, not a Republican. Uh, assume the chair, which I don't know if your name is G.K. Butterfield, you can do if the previous guy <laughs> says to hell with it and leaves. Um, and then eventually, for some reason, Steny Hoyer, the majority leader, said, no, 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 no. I want the chair. And he took the chair. So, And then what happened? They played tic-tac-toe to see who would get it. <laughs> uh, was that? I can't remember. I'm not sure in what order all this happened. But then they continued on, I guess, and held their vote on whether her words should be stricken from the record and whatever else. You know what I like about that that I yeah. wish happened in real yeah. life and not just in Congress? I wish it. I wish they would allow it to happen all the time. Would, uh, would you like to retract those words? Because many times as a comedian or a talk show host or whatever, you'd say, yeah, yeah, I, I went too far with that. That was probably over the line. Or it came out completely right. wrong, and yeah, right. I don't believe but that. But they don't let you do that in real life. It's, it, you, you're, you're held to it as if that's your solid belief right. for the rest of your, uh, for your, rest of your existence. Right, exactly. So anyway, now, in her case, it was yes. definitely on purpose. She right. was re- You could tell she was reading. She was holding the paper in front of her face to right. get the words exactly right. right. It was designed to create controversy and make the news. Because if you say anything short right. of a breaking house rules, it's nobody's even going to hear it. And by the way, with that dust up that I'm guessing 5% of America is even aware of, right. was there a single vote in America changed about right. anything? One single person in the entire country. The only possibility to me is there might be some people that got so fed up they now will not vote. 
who just decided, yes. screw this whole thing. Possibly. Might not vote. But yeah. there's nobody moved R to D or D to R over that. Not a human in the country. Do you think there was a single human in the country who has helped uh, in no. their lives, no. made happier, no. the country no. No. made no. stronger by any of them? Obviously not. No, it's just, it's just squabbling. Meanwhile, the House did pass an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. That's the defense spending bill. The amendment directs the Pentagon's inspector general to carry out a review into whether the U.S. military experimented with manipulating ticks and other insects to be used as biological weapons. Weaponized ticks? Yuck. (laughs) Between 1950 and 1975. The amendment put forward by Representative Chris Smith, who said he acted after reading several books and articles that suggested the U.S. government research had been done to put pathogens into ticks and other bugs that could cause disease, disabilities, and even death in potential enemies. And does he care because it would be a violation of the prohibition against chemical weapons or biological weapons? Is that why he cares? I mean, if they were experimenting with ticks in 1955, who cares? I mean, it's somewhat interesting, right? uh, One of the things he wants to know, he wants to know if any of these modified ticks escaped or were intentionally released uh, into the wild. uh, Time to scrap my screenplay I've been working on. Turns out real life does it better. (laughs) Lay claims have been questioned by some experts who are dismissing conspiracy theorists who are claiming these uh, tick-borne diseases were created by the government, like Lyme disease. That's one of the things they're saying. The government created Lyme disease. The the tick problem is getting worse as it gets warmer. And and if the government... Well, if that's true, that's a heck of a deal. All right. Now I'm on board. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, squawky. What's this country become? Coming up, what are the most popular emojis? And we should discuss more fully this uh, Washington Post poll. That I said um, six months ago, whenever it was, when they were interviewing people down in um, Tijuana, outside of Tijuana, and people Mm -hmm. were saying, get them out of here. They're destroying our city. I said, okay, it's over. That argument should be over forever. But now that they've got actual polling data from the Washington Post, right. not Fox or somewhere, that says six in ten Mexicans say, no, we don't want these people here. Get them out of here. They're ruining our country. Unless you believe in brown supremacy or something that's going on. Well, it's, that's it, the issue there is that they're all kind of brown. Well, right. Um, <laughs> it's not like they got a bunch of Swedes shouldn't that, coming up through but, the southern border. But shouldn't that end that argument forever? You no longer can say... I'm a racist or anybody's a racist or afraid of the other or whatever the hell your BS claims were when we say we don't want unlimited immigration or illegal immigration. You know, I would say this to my friends on the left. Uh, You know, I've known a handful of racists in my life just through work. uh, You can't avoid it. You know, you got to work with them. You don't get a choice. Um, They are generally fairly uh, open about it. Absolutely. You don't have to decode their mysterious sayings or or dive deep into their political beliefs. If somebody hates Mexicans and that's why they don't want uh, uh, much immigration, they'll tell you so. But those of us who just want reasonable immigration law, reasonably enforced, you're just you come off as a moron saying that's racism. You just don't want the other. You just you're not going to win the day. And I wish you'd stop it. We got this text. Talk about the exploding rat population. You know what? We will. That's a good story. There's a and... population of exploding rats. <laughs> Sounds messy. <laughs> what? And yeah. I've got a homeless story that you're going to like. Okay. It'll put a smile on your face. All probably. Right. Well. 
coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Senator Bernie Sanders jokingly challenged President Trump to a one-mile run. In other words, a suicide pact. So, Biden challenged Trump to push-ups and Bernie challenged Trump to a one-mile run. Yep. Boy, oh boy. Wow. Could our level of discourse get any dumber? Yeah, I keep thinking it's hit the bottom. And I you're a racist, you're a liar. Oh, yeah, I'll bet I could beat you up. I'll bet I That's could where we run are. farther than you. That's where we are. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, I'm now sorry. You now you do. I've adopted that in my real life. I say that at home I'm all the sorry. time. I'm um, sorry. I just didn't know. <laughs> so, exploding rat problem in California. That's an explosion in the number of rats. The rats themselves are not combustible or exploding. Oh, thank God. So, so far. Uh, and I don't need to spend much time on this. It's pretty simple to explain. An enormous homeless problem with environmental wackos making it illegal to kill rats in any of the ways that people have been doing oh, it forever. You put those two things together and you got freaking rats everywhere in like Los Angeles and various places. Carrying like all sorts of diseases. We well, the rats themselves are objectionable, but the fact that they spread Middle Ages style diseases and you can't kill them. Come on! We ought to what get, have we become? Uh, we ought to get Dr. Drew on. He's a radio host, but he, he works on other stations. Can we get him on anyway? He's, didn't he do the love line? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is it still his main thing, or yeah. is he branched he, out? Because uh, every time I see him on cable news, he's not talking about love or sex. He's talking about the homeless situation, and that's why I'd like to have him on. He's been getting a lot of attention lately for some just in uh, over-the-top, in some people's mind, just accurate portrayal of what's going on, in my mind, mm. descriptions of the homeless situation in Los Angeles. Mm. And the rats and the diseases, because he is a doctor, and he, he, he leans specifically on the, why are we allowing these diseases, uh, the, the, the urine, the blood, the, all the different things that are going into our, into our drinking water and into the ground Ugh. in Los Angeles, why are we allowing this to happen when we have such strict environmental laws about everything else? Which is a good question. But anyway, I promised you a homeless story that you would find entertaining. So there's a guy uh, claiming with one of them work-to-do-food, uh, work-for-food sort of signs. You see him all over the place, right? Right, yeah. And most of us, I think, roll our eyes on him. Do not give money to beggars. Just don't. Right. All right? You are, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you some credit. You don't know. Right. Let's not be mean to people. You don't know. Do not do that. Even cops say don't do that. All right? Don't do that. If you're doing it and you and you do know, you're a moron. I see somebody hand, slow down and give a dollar bill out the window to a wager. I think there's a moron right there. Look, kids, a whole family of morons in that van. Oh, wow. Wait a minute The whole now. family wasn't each yeah, a dollar, Yeah, wait a minute. with Sean on this. That's over the line, sir. You're out of order. Those kids You're can still be saved. You're out of order. <laughs> I assume a moron parent's married to another moron raising moron kids. I, I would like to have money your to the remarks uh, stricken from the record. My mark, remarks are perfect. <laughs> wow. They should stay in the record. Anybody That's giving shocking. money to beggars is an idiot. Shocking. Anyway, so there's a guy in Florida who offered to pay one of these panhandlers $15 an hour to do yard work, and the guy said he wasn't interested. So this, this guy, not the homeless guy, the homeowner, went home, made a sign, came back, and stood next to the dude with a sign that said, I offered him 
uh, an hour to do yard work for me, and he refused. If we as a community stop paying them, they will leave our neighborhood. Wow. I love that. You sit next it. to him with the sign. Right. <laughs> That's fantastic. Stop calling beggars homeless people, by the way. It's trustafarians, it's leeches, it's fakers, it's occasionally a homeless person, but respectable homeless people aren't begging on street corners. I, I actually know a couple, and I mean two. I've only known two actual homeless people in my life that are, that are currently homeless that I know for a variety of reasons. And they, and they say there's all kinds of food and everything that you need. Yeah. Available out there. We're, there ought to be. We're spending gazillions of dollars if you want it. That whole begging thing is a different thing. Right. It's begging. Well, and it's. You, you it's, want more beggars? Give them money. And it's easier to spend your money, go over to the convenience store and buy a six pack of beer with, with actual cash than go over to the church. They're not going to give you beer at the church or at the community <laughs> center. Church. Or, or Maybe wherever. the church needs to re examine the magnets. Um, but yeah, I love that. Yeah. Huh. Excellent. Um, Brazil pol- police so sign was a tad wordy, but you know, I liked his, his, uh, you know, his style. So you want a pithier point, maybe. Eh. Brazil police shut down a factory making fake Ferraris and Shamborghinis. Shamborghini, I like it. Which uh, That's like my my new term, which, hang on a second, got to read. Supramexicists. Mexicans who don't want uh, Central Americans in their country. Yeah, I want to talk more about that coming up and get into some of the uh, the numbers behind the numbers. Um, but you could buy these fake Lamborghinis. My my comment on this would be, where can I get one? I would I, I would like to have a Lamborghini. I would rock a garage full of Lamborghinis. I'm not going to pay $250,000 for a car, but I would, I, would, I would drive a car that looks like a Lamborghini. Nice. That was much cheaper, absolutely. Saw several Lamborghinis at West Coast Customs in uh, Burbank, California, Los Angeles, on my vacation. Do you know that show? Does anybody mm-hmm. know that show? It's a reality show. Yeah. My son's obsessed with the show West Coast Customs. Customized cars. Yeah, and it's huh. the... And it's the customized car place in America. Okay. It's where all the athletes, the rappers, if you're Shaquille O'Neal or Chris Brown or Paris Hilton or whoever, and you're getting your car made over to look really cool, you take it to West if Coast If you want Customs. a saltwater fish tank on your motorcycle, you take it to this place. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And this guy's kind of a cool success story. His parents gave him like $5,000, and he started a garage or whatever, and it exploded into this whole thing. Can he, can he do me some flame decals on my F-150? Absolutely. In his sleep. <laughs> Although you're going to have to wait in line behind all the gazillionaires, which is part of the the uh, the interesting portion of the story. But anyway, it's a reality I got a show. Hundred and twenty dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reality show on Netflix, and and they do it like all reality shows do. You know, Chris Brown, the rapper, just showed up, and he said he wants this Lamborghini to look like a Matchbox car, but he needs it by Saturday. By Saturday, I don't think we can do that. Oh man! And then, then, then it's right. just you know, it's the, everything like that, right? Um, uh, but they give you tours there, so we I didn't even know that. We drove by just to see where it was in Los Angeles, and then they give you tours, and you get to walk around inside the shop. Oh, that's and, fun. And there's tons of, tons, six. Uh, there were six Lamborghinis in there, among a bunch of other really cool cars that they're painting and stripping down and doing all this stuff there. And the guy said, there, that's Sha- Shaquille O'Neal's car over there. That's Paris Hilton's car. That's Post Malone, who I've just since discovered is a big deal in rap music. Uh, Post Malone's vehicle there. And my son was just blown away by this, getting getting to see this. And then we saw the head guy from the show, if you're into the show, doing what he does in the show all the time. He walked through, walked by us on his phone with a very uh, grim look on his face, like he's got some major problem going on. Yeah. You can't have it by Saturday. You know, that sort of wow. thing. Wow. Exactly what you want out of a visit. I've arbitrarily self-imposed a deadline for my reality show. I need this before then. Right. He probably has an alarm clock that goes off <laughs> like every, you know, 17 minutes. 
I'm sorry. I got to walk through the uh, the showroom with a phone to my ear shouting into it. I'll be right back. I don't think he has time for that. But so the guy explained to me what goes on here, and I found this to be interesting. All their clients are super wealthy. So all their clients are used to anywhere they go, restaurant, getting their car fixed, hotel room, whatever. I'll pay whatever to get to get it now, to get the best room, to get the best seat, whatever. Yeah. But if all your clients do that, oh boy. what is your situation? If right. Shaquille O'Neal said, yeah, I'll pay whatever it's got to be to get it by Friday, and Chris Brown calls say, I'll pay whatever it is to get it done by tomorrow, and right. then you Paris Hilton. I mean, everybody, all their clients are like that. Right. So yeah. they are actually constantly on a deadline of working like round-the-clock shifts because everybody's used to, I get stuff done when I want it done. Well, did you not hear me? I have a budget of $120. <laughs> They're not going to do the uh, end of August we have an opening and it'll take about three weeks. They don't. These aren't people who put up with that sort of stuff. Right. Right. It's kind of funny. What a funny clientele to have. Every single person thinks they're so special they need to be moved to the front of the line. And all is of willing your clients, to pay. You know. And all of your clients say that. Right. But you don't want to piss them off, anybody. So. Right. It'd be a good problem to have, I'm sure. Yeah. Those of us in the uh, in the investing class, we call it. They they got some good pricing power in their business model. They can they can really kind of uh, oh. adjust their prices. Hey, no, that's it. Cost went up. And I'm sure to a certain extent they're doing the same thing a lot of other people could do, but it's not the same company, and that's the company all the important people use. So I got to come status. Yeah. The, you got to be able to say that's who did my car. If you want a fishbowl, if you want a fishbowl in the trunk of your Lambo, I do. It's the place to go. Armstrong and Getty.